remembering to take a few moments at the beginning of the sitting to be conscious, directly aware of how you feel. As the day progresses into the middle of the morning now, what's the mood like? How has it changed? How does our body feel after being up and about, doing walking meditation, moving around? So we're developing an ongoing attentiveness, mindfulness, of the changing moods and feelings, perceptions through the day. When we sit down to do the formal sitting meditation, just to check in with that, to notice what did we bring into the room with us? What's here now? And again, rather than just immediately getting drawn into the activity of working with the mind, take a few moments to allow the body to settle, to establish the posture, letting the the spine straighten and lengthen. Encouraging the body to sit upright, to be alert. To bring the attention through the, the body and allow it to relax, to soften around the spine. So that our, our spine, our backbone, is a central, firm column, like a strong pillar, and the rest of the body is relaxed completely around that. I like to think of it like a, a length of soft, fine fabric, cloth, just draped over the, the strong pillar of the spine, so the rest of the body is just like a piece of soft cloth, just resting in easy folds with no tension, no tightness, fully relaxed, completely at ease. And then when the body is is relaxed, the posture is well established, then bring the attention to the breathing. To place the rhythm of the breath right at the center of our attention. Not trying to do anything with the breath to make it different special, just attending to the body's breathing, the body's own natural rhythm of inhalation and exhalation, letting that simple rhythm, that pattern, be a focal point, a center of our attention.
in the first few days, the beginning of a retreat, it's natural to be experiencing all of the, uh, the after-effects of a busy life, tidying everything up, getting away from your homes, traveling all the way to Amravati, all the way to England. A number of you have come from overseas for this. So there's bound to be a residue, the after-effects of travel, activity. So we should expect the mind to be somewhat agitated. This is normal. Nothing's wrong in that. But what it means is that we need to relate to the mind with a extra quality of patience and kindness. Regardless of how often and how far the mind wanders, every time you notice, be aware of that feeling of distraction, the feeling of being carried away into a thought, a plan, a memory, a fantasy. Notice that feeling of distraction. Consciously we let go, release it, relax. Bring the attention back to the feeling of the breath once more. Coming back to the center. To the balancing point. Just like tending a young child. No matter how many times it runs off and gets busy with things. We gently, patiently gather it back in. Kindly, forgiving, patient, steadily creating the conditions where everything can settle, be relaxed, be at ease.
It doesn't matter how many times we drift off, the mind wandering into memories and plans, worries, fantasies, drifts off into dullness, the body drooping over. It's always a matter of, of simply noticing the drift, noticing the mind has wandered into dullness and sleepiness, wandered into busyness and agitation. Being aware of that, and consciously letting go. If the mind is drifting into dullness and sleepiness, then we don't need more relaxation. The, uh, the mind is dull and heavy, sleepy, then bring attention into the posture, feeling the, the presence of the spine, invite the body to, to sit upright, to help rouse the quality of energy and brightness. Bring more alertness into the system. the mind is agitated and busy, then we don't need to pile in more energy. So instead we incline more towards relaxation, softening, settling. Or each one of us has to notice for ourselves what the, the drift is, to see whether the mind is balanced and clear and there's no kind of adjusting necessary, or if it's busy, agitated, to calm things down, or if it's dull and sleepy, to brighten things up. No one else can tell us. We have to see this for ourselves, and then take responsibility for guiding the adjustment, also to do this ourselves.
for walking meditation. Uh, I know some of you are fairly new to this uh, tradition and style of practice, so just to give a little description. Um, customarily, we um, you want to find a uh, stretch of ground, a level ground about 20, 30 meters long, something like that. Uh, ideally, not sort of crossing paths with anybody else. So uh, we've got lots of, uh, of acres here to, to play with, so the large meadow and then also the cloister. The cloister area tends to be a little bit busier on a Saturday and a Sunday, so you might want to aim for the, the open area of the, the field, the meadow there. So establish the the um, uh, the path that you want to walk on, and it's good to make a resolution, okay, for this period of time, this 45 minutes, then between this tree and this thistle, or this uh, the stupa and uh, this rock, then uh, this is where I will walk, rather than thinking, oh, there might be a better place over there. You don't, you don't want to be looking for the best walking place. You just want to be looking for a good enough walking path, because there's always going to be something better over there, <laughs> and you'll always be hunting for it uh, throughout the whole retreat and onwards after. So just find a good enough stretch of ground and then determine uh, between this this point and, and the other point. You'll uh, use that as your limit, just as sitting on the mat is a natural limit for the sitting meditation. Walking meditation, you set that boundary for yourself. And then, uh, uh, say, before you start walking, just to bring your attention into the body. Uh, you're standing still for a moment, just feeling the presence of the body and the the, the weight of the body standing on the earth, and then uh, just begin walking. And then you use the, the feeling of the feet touching the ground as your basic reference point. So as we've been talking about using the breath uh, for the sitting meditation, just use the, the feeling of your, the, your feet, the rhythm of your feet touching the ground as you walk along. And uh, just walk at an ordinary, gentle, gentle, natural pace, just as if you're strolling through the park. You don't uh, need to be walking in slow motion. Just, uh, doing things slow doesn't mean that you're being any more mindful in particular. I know some traditions use a very deliberate and slow form for walking meditation, but that's uh, that's not really necessary, or uh, it's even uh, discouraged. Just to, because one of the benefits of walking meditation is a way of learning how to bring mindfulness and attention to our ordinary everyday activity, so that you're not always... Uh, thinking of meditation as some special thing that you are doing, but more the attitude which you bring to the the, the things that we experience. So, uh, the um, then just uh, use the the framework of walking up and down uh, to uh, to be the um, say the uh, the form that you use for the the period, and then whenever your mind gets distracted, obviously you're outside and you have trees and birds and other people and things um, happening around, so that then the mind is much more easily distracted than here in the hall. But uh, again, regardless of how many times the mind gets gets pulled away and you, you forget your feet or forget anything below your neck, <laughs> then uh, it, again, it doesn't matter. Just as soon as you notice you're off in a, a dream world, you're off, uh, you've drifted away, then bring the attention back and and uh, so come back into the body and the, the, the rhythm of walking once again. So that uh, rather than trying to, to see that we're sort of forcing the mind to concentrate and and fighting against the, the habits of distraction, uh, try to think of it more in terms of learning how to 
to get distracted really skillfully. <laughs> but more like learning how to fail in a good way. Because we're always failing. We're always you know, failing. We're always losing it. We're always getting off track. So it's more to do with learning how to fail, uh, to do that, and to see, okay, I've drifted off, I've, I've wandered away, to notice that, and then to uh, say, feel that sense of imbalance or being off track, and then consciously let go, come back to the, the present. So that that's that's the, the 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 basic thing that we're we're learning is to bring mindfulness to to uh, distraction to notice that to learn how to let go and then to come back to the present and when you come back to the present you come we come back to reality then again just notice what that feels like what is it like to come back to the present moment to bring the attention to to the body to this time this place this situation. So that we're both consciously being aware of what it's like to be out of balance and what it's like to be in balance. And so then the attractiveness of being in balance and being attentive, that speaks for itself, that, that uh, has its own attractive and pleasant quality. So without further ado, we can go out and do some walking meditation for a little while and then the, the bell will go at 11.30 and then people should gather at the... Uh, the dining, the dining hall, kitchen, dining room for the the meal offering.